what it do, baby? Welcome to Time to Jets podcast right here. I'm your host, Big Zoo. You can find me on the Twitter machine at ZooBeard77. You can holler at me on there. Also, I know you already found us. You're listening right now. But let me just remind you, you can find Time to Jets podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon right now. Go give us a subscribe. And if you can, hook it up with a five-star rating. I would really appreciate that. You know, it's rough out here. And five-star ratings, they help feed the kids. Five-star ratings save lives. But anyway, it's about that time. I cannot believe we are finally here. I am hyped up. I am ready to go. Week 1, 2021 NFL season. And it is officially time to kick off the Robert Sala, Zach Wilson era. And I couldn't be more excited for, you know, this, this just, oh, I, I don't even have the words to describe how great of a moment this is because the Jets are finally in a situation where they not only have a quarterback to build with, but a head coach to grow with him. And it's been a long time since something like that happened. And the last time that something like that happened was with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. And although that didn't end up in a Super Bowl, it ended up in two conference championship games. And I think with the general management here with Joe Douglas, I think there's a chance that this could uh, this could be a nice little start right here to a good era of Jets football. Unfortunately, though, today it's going to be a tough game in Carolina versus an old friend in Sam Darnold, who's definitely going to be looking for some, uh, looking for a little payback, a little revenge on the organization that, I mean, now that he's not here, I'm sure he definitely feels like he got done dirty up here by both general managers, all the coaches that he was under. It's just, wasn't a great situation for Sam. And I could agree with that a hundred percent. I'm happy that he's in a place, hopefully, that he can uh, succeed and make something out of his career because you never wish bad things upon guys who are on your team who you clearly can see didn't get a fair shake. So hopefully Sam will be able to do something down there over the course of not only this season but maybe in the future as well. But we'll get to Sam Darnold a little bit later on because we need to keep up the positive vibes of what the future is going to be now with the Jets and Today is a important, important game, and it's going to be tough, like I said, but the most important thing to get out of today is establishing what this team is going to be this season. Who are the leaders? Who's going to be the playmaker? Who is Zach Wilson's go-to guy? Is Quentin Williams going to take a next step? Is there any cornerback on this roster that's worth keeping? These are all questions that are going to be not answered today, but you're going to be able to take steps towards either yes or no to each of those. And it's very, very important for this team that there are a lot of answers that are yes today. Starting out, you got to look at this offense because... I think the biggest question mark for this team and the biggest thing that needs to be established today for this Matt LaFleur offense 
is going to be that offensive line. And I know it annoys people. I know it's a tired trope, some people might think, but it's true. The offensive line makes and breaks games. I mean, obviously you need to have the skill position players and the quarterback in order to make everything else happen. But if the offensive line isn't giving you much resistance against the defense, then you're going to have a long, long day at the office. And I'm not reinventing the wheel by saying that. But I think we need to just reestablish that fact when talking about the O-line. Because when you talk about the success about this team, it's going to come down to that offensive line. Makai Becton coming into this year, he's got to take a step. You know, there's a lot of question marks surrounding him. He didn't have a great preseason. He didn't have a great training camp. He's coming off the concussion. Hopefully, you're able to see Makai start to take that step into, okay, he's going to be a top 10, top 5 left tackle in this league at some point. Elijah Vera Tucker, he's going to have a day where he needs to kind of establish himself on the interior of that line show that he's going to be able to at least run block out of the start and hold his own with the pass blocking because you have a second-year left tackle and a rookie left guard. That could be disastrous at some points, but if Vera Tucker can hold his own, then I think you're going to really be able to see what this offensive line is going to look like in the future because those two guys are the foundation of this offensive line going forward for what, I mean, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, all us Jet fans, for what all of us hope is at least the next decade. But you don't know. Today is going to be a massive step towards seeing what the answer is to that question. And it ain't going to be easy. (laughs) This old line isn't going to have an easy day. You know, you look at the right side, you have Van Rotten, I think Moses is going to end up starting and Connor McGovern at center. You got a good Carolina defensive front you're going up against. I mean, we're talking about a team that has Hassan Reddick with 12 and a half sacks last year. He had the big five sack game versus the Giants. I mean, they just picked him up from the Cardinals. He's going to be an absolute terror. <laughs> to match up against on the outside for Moses or Makai Becton. And I think that's going to be good for both of them to see right out of the gates. Hey, here's an elite pass rusher with some speed, with good moves, good technique. See what you can do, big fella. Can you keep our, can you keep our man Zach off the ground? Can you run block for us? If so, this is going to be a nice bar setter for the season. On the other side, though, because, of course, it's not going to be easy. So even if you do, even if you are Makai Becton or Morgan Moses or obviously George Fent, if you're going to not get Hassan Reddick, you're not getting an easier day because you're going up against a guy that I think is going to be one of the best pass rushers in the league within the next five years, and that's Brian Burns. And I think he's going to explode on the scene this season. Today could be a interesting big-time game for him because he's just quick off the ball. He's agile with his moves. He's got incredible hand movement. Just 
he he's a really smart defensive lineman who knows how to get to the quarterback. And when you got him and Hassan Reddick speedy as they are on the outside, it's going to be really, really hard to keep Zach Wilson upright for most of this game. It's going to be really hard in, if Mekhi Becton and Morgan Moses or George Fant do not come out to play. This is this is a te- this is a test right out of the gate. It's about as big of a test as you're going to get over the first couple of weeks of the year. So we're going to see what they got on the inside of that defensive line. And this is where I really want to see my man Elijah Vera Tucker match up. And that's against big man Derek Brown, who, if you watched him play at Auburn, he was an absolute game wrecker. He was unbelievable. In my opinion, should have been a Heisman finalist his senior year. He didn't have the best rookie season. He was solid. Nothing special, though. Nothing up to what was expected of him. I think he's going to have a much bigger sophomore season. But I think this is a pretty good matchup for Vera Tucker to start him off in the NFL. Younger defensive tackle you're going up against. You have an opportunity where you can establish yourself against a guy who's also viewed as a young and upcoming talent. I think this is a great opportunity for Vera Tucker, and I think he's going to have a good, good day out there. And if this line overall can have a good day, not even a great day, but a good day, a day where you establish yourself, you get used to the game, you start to get used to playing with each other, phrasing, (laughs) but seriously, I believe today's a day where the run game gets established heavily, I think that you start to see a confident offensive line, and I think you're going to see Zach Wilson be able to stay upright for the most part, and when that's going to happen, he's going to have opportunities to make plays. And unfortunately today, it appears, well, we know Jamison Crowder will not be suiting up, but it also appears Keelan Cole will probably be out. And if he is playing, it will probably be limited with a knee injury. So that opens the door for young Denzel Mims to now get an opportunity to prove himself that, hey, I was an afterthought. I was fifth on the depth chart. But look, I'm getting my chance. It's time for me to run with it. Denzel's got all the attributes. He's got the height. He's got the body. He just, he needs the opportunity. This is a chance for him to show that, hey, I'm an NFL receiver. Especially going up against a very inexperienced Panthers secondary. And... When you look at that Panthers secondary, you got rookie Jace Horn, who I think is going to be a really good player, and Dante Jackson, who had a good year last year. He had three picks, but you got to see if he's able to duplicate that this year. You know, he's not a proven commodity. So if this offensive line is able to give Zach a little bit of time, there's going to be a chance for uh, Zach to shine a bit here today, and especially these receivers. I mean, I think that Corey Davis, in just in particular, has the ability to have a huge game against this secondary just because he's got that height, he's got that speed. One, he, obviously the attributes, but the matchups are perfect for him. And without Jameson Crowder out there, 
without Keelan Cole out there, there's a lot of receptions to be made up. And Elijah Moore is going to get his fair share, and I think he'll have a good game too. But I just, I believe Corey Davis is going to be that go-to guy. And he's going to, I think Corey Davis establishes himself as a go-to receiver today. And a guy that any down, any situation, you need four yards, you need five yards, you need 30 yards, (laughs) you want a touchdown. I think he kind of becomes that guy. And I'm not saying that he's going to become a superstar by any means. But I'm saying he becomes the trustworthy option for this Jets team and kind of uh, verifies that contract he got this year because I know a bunch of people including myself you know are, are definitely a little uh, a little suspect even if we're not willing to say it out loud but I think Corey Davis shows us why he got that money and why he's going to be a nice solid number one for this team this season. And Elijah Moore, like I said, he's going to get involved. He's going to make plays. I think he'll get a couple of catches, or definitely a couple of targets. I'd love to see how they use him. I wonder if they're going to use him on any screens, anything out of the backfield, any sweep action. It's just going to be it's going to be fun to watch that kid develop, especially as he starts to learn this offense. Because you look at what Debo Samuel was out in the 49ers, that kind of player where he's getting passes, he's catching passes technically, but they're really handoffs in the backfield. And he's taking those on sweeps essentially for 15, 10 yards each time out. So that could be a role that I see Elijah Moore playing here today, especially with these types of DNs that are going to be a little bit less disciplined, I believe. So you're going to be able to get outside of them. I think you're going to see a lot of that from Elijah Moore. So not necessarily sure how to classify that as involvement in the pass game, but he's definitely going to be involved, I think, tonight. And, I mean, he might be able to eclipse 100 yards overall total. So keep an eye out on that if you are in the uh, betting community. I mean, I don't, I'm not telling you to go throw that out there, but hey, if you throw a couple of shekels on it, win a little money, you don't have to thank me. Or you could. You could hit me up on at Zoobeard77 on the Twitter machine. You could let me know how bad that bet was. <laughs> but if you have the offensive line and you have Corey Davis and you have Elijah Moore working out there and getting open, then, I mean, you're going to see one heck of a debut out of Zach Wilson, I think. I mean, I'm not willing to go crazy like I've seen some people and predict that he'll throw, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Because that's a little much for guys, you know, off the bat, especially because I think this is going to be a very run heavy offense, especially here today. I think over the course of the year, we'll eventually get to a point where it's more of a 50 50. But based on the 49ers and based on the fact there is a rookie quarterback back there who you don't want to put in danger of getting drilled many times today. This is going to be a run-heavy, run-heavy game. But there is going to be an opportunity for Zach to throw, I think, at least 20 times. And if he takes advantage of those, if these guys, like I said, are doing what they're doing, then it's going to be nice for him. And, I mean, you can't get too hyped off of a really good start 
the last guy we had had a pretty good uh pretty good start to his NFL career. I wouldn't mind if Zach had that. I mean, outside of outside of the pick on the first uh throw, I think I would take a Sam Darnold debut for Zach Wilson here for sure. <laughs> and uh look at Sam Darnold now in another debut game with the Jets playing in it and he's against them. So uh this is going to be this is going to be an interesting one for Sam Darnold. I told you we would get to him a little bit later. Let's let's get to Sam right now because I think Sam is in a very good situation to have a monstrous number year. I mean, there's still the questions about interceptions, but I think just the way he plays, the style, the way he throws the football, the arm that he has, I think that he's going to throw for a good chunk of yardage within this Joe Brady offense and I mean, you got you got to be happy for the guy, and you got to look at the talent he has around him too, and that's part of the reason why you can see success lining up for Sam. I mean, you have Robbie Anderson, who you already got the connection with, of course, from their time here with the Jets, and now they get to do it to us week one. But Robbie had a great year last year, went for over a thousand yards, and I mean. Carolina lost Curtis Samuel, who had a heck of a year last year as well. But they also keep DJ Moore, who went for 1,200 yards last season. So that Carolina offense is not not sparing any talent at the receivers. And then you look at Terrace Marshall, who's going to be out there as a rookie wide receiver at LSU. He's solid, big body guy, quick going to present a lot of matchups for this secondary. I mean, this secondary is going to going to really get put through the ringer here today. You look at two guys who had a 1,000 yards last year. Just to start, I mean, you're not going up against DeAndre Hopkins or anybody in that stratosphere of receiver, but you are going up against two high-caliber NFL weapons. And you know, Bryce Hall's played a couple of games, and you got a, a bunch of rookies who are going to be rotating. And this is going to be a very important game for Bryce Hall. I think out of everybody on the defense, Bryce has the most to show today. He has the most to gain by a really good performance today. I mean, you look at Bryce Hall coming out of college prior to his injury in the Orange Bowl. He was one of the best corners in all of college football. And was projected as a first-round pick, projected as maybe one of the best corners in the entire draft at one point. The guy's got talent. The guy definitely has potential to be something special. And that injury derailed him and really hurt his rookie year. But I believe in Bryce Hall. I loved watching him in college. I'm a big college football guy. So... Watching Bryce Hall at Virginia, that was a treat, especially when you just happen to stumble upon him as a sophomore and you get to watch him grow. I think he I think he has that potential still, but this is going to be a big, big-time game for him because he can really take hold of one of those starting cornerback roles with a good game here today. And I think that's what Robert Sala expects. I think that... That's kind of what this defense is going to be 
holding on to. That's how they're going to be able to be successful is if Bryce Hall is able to be fully healthy and now having that awkward rookie year between all of the COVID stuff, protocols, all of the COVID outs, moving games, weird practices, injuries, rehab, getting used to being an NFL player, getting used to being an adult out of college. I mean, I think this is the kind of year where Bryce Hall can step up and find himself and maybe even hold on to that number one corner spot for the Jets and prove that he can be that guy going forward in the future. The rest of that secondary, though, today is a day to just show yourself. Put something on film that's going to make people say, wow, okay, this guy can go. We definitely need to make sure we get him snaps on the field. And you need to make sure that you're pressing up on Bryce Hall because you can't just let Bryce Hall take that starting spot. you got to give him some work for it. And I think uh, I think that's going to be a little bit more difficult for these other corners because you look at the caliber of receivers they're going up against, you look at just them, they're, they're true late-round draft picks, and they're starting as rookies, and that's just... It's, that's a recipe for disaster in the week one, especially when you got Sam Darnold coming out looking for revenge. I, I don't see it looking too good for the other cornerbacks, especially if the defensive line's not able to get pressure. But going and looking at that defensive line, they're going to have their hands full with Christian McCaffrey. So it's going to be difficult for them to be getting much pressure. And I don't know how we have been talking about the Jets playing the Panthers, and we haven't talked about Christian McCaffrey yet. I mean, this is this is going to be the focal point of the offense. I don't even want to say you stop him because I don't think you're going to be able to stop him between what he's going to do catching the ball and what he's going to do running it. But if you're game planning on this Carolina offense based off of what you have on defense, you want, you have to come out early and get pressure as a defensive line on Sam Darnold. If Darnold's able to have a clean pocket and throw, then McCaffrey's going to have a day doing whatever he wants out of that backfield, and they're going to tear this defense apart. you got to get Darnold on the ground, making bad decisions, bad throws early, force Carolina to run the ball, because the front seven of this defense for the Jets is where the money is made. That's where we're going to make money all season, guys. That's, that's, I mean, there's no other way to say it. You got C.J. Mosley up there. You got Fatakasi. You got Rankins. You got Quinnen, who, I mean, Quinnen Williams today is a day where he can make a big impact, and I think you need to see that happen from Big Q today. This is going to be an important, important game for this defense because they're going to be able to show if they're going to be able to hang at all with any teams in this league. It, today is going to show if this team is capable of playing football with other NFL teams defensively. It, it's going to be tough. It ain't going to be easy. But Carolina is probably going to be in the playoff hunt for the NFC this season. So if you want to be a respectable team, if you want to be a team that, you know, has over six wins, gets seven wins, like I predicted, seven and ten, you have to go out today 
and put out a game that is representative of the team you want to be. Establish who the Jets are under Robert Sala. Who are they? That's what's going to need to be answered today. And I think we're going to get answers. I think especially on that defensive front, we're going to get a lot of answers. There's a lot of questions. That's why. So, I mean, secondary-wise and defensive front-wise, I think we're going to see we're going to see a lot. And then it'll be up to the mind that we trust in Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur to make adjustments to put the players in the right positions to play the right guys. You know, we're going to be putting that into their hands after this week. And really, that's when we'll start to see the the geniuses of what we believe the Shanahan tree is in LaFleur and obviously the defensive mind of Robert Sala. So today's a big-time, big-time game. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait to watch. But I'm not going to bail out on you without giving you a little something-something. A little something to wet your taste buds. And that would be a little predictions for today. And, I mean, obviously, you can let me know your predictions on Twitter. Hit me up at Zubeard77. You know what it is, baby. I get to you. I'll hit you back. Just hit me on that shell phone. I'll be there late night when you need that love. (laughs) Anyway, let's get to these predictions here because I think it's about that time. And I'm not just going to give you thoughts on what I think the final score is going to be and outcome of the game kind of thing. I want to give you things to look for in players. So I want to start out Corey Davis. I think you will see Corey Davis today go for five-plus receptions and go for over 90 yards. I think this is the kind of game where he steps up and he makes some things happen and establishes himself, like I've said multiple times today, as the number one guy for Sam Darnold. And I might be eating a lot of crow (laughs) this afternoon on the postgame. But you know what? We will wait till then to see. As for the running game, I think you will see the offensive line be established against a younger defensive front, especially on the run side. I think you see this team as a whole because I don't think any I don't think any one running back on this team gets any more than 13 carries today. And I think the lead runner is going to be Tevin Coleman. They will go for over 165 yards as a group, which might sound underwhelming, but I think that's pretty solid out of the gate. Getting your feet wet. But let's move on to the defensive side of the ball, where I got thoughts from my man, Big Q, in the middle, who I also am going to mark as the defensive player to watch today. Keep an eye on Big Q. It's a big season for him. Absolutely massive. Like I've said, is he going to be a top five defensive lineman in this league? A game wrecker? A game changer? Potential defensive player of the year? Oh, my Lord, am I getting way too far ahead of myself? I think I am. But I think Quinton Williams today, he gets himself two tackles for a loss, and one of those happens to be a sack. Nice little day at the office for Big Q. And finally, my offensive player of the game to watch 
Zach Wilson. And I got to tell you, I got a little prediction for Zach. Plus 225 passing yards today. I think he's going to have a nice little game for himself, especially, you know, if there is a chance that this game could get out of hand at some point or there may be a lot of scoring going on, so there's a chance the passing opens up. I think 225 is a reasonable target for Zach to hit, and I think he will hit that. On the other side of the coin, I do have thoughts for Sam Darnold too, and unfortunately they're going to lead me to my prediction for the game as well. And that would be Sam Darnold throws for over 300 yards today. I think he has a phenomenal game. I think he looks really good against this young Jets secondary. I think there's chances they get torched a few times. Miscoverage can happen here and there. I just think these receivers are too good. Just good route runners, quick, strong, smart guys that have done it. I just I don't see a way that this secondary is going to hold them down for a full game. And I don't think Sam Darnold is going to have too much difficulty finding uh, DJ Moore coasting up the seam of the field almost wide open potentially a couple of times or down the sideline wide open a couple of times hitting Robbie Anderson for a touchdown too so that you know we can uh we can all chew on that as Jet fans my final score prediction 31-21 Panthers beat the Jets I think this is a tight game I don't think it gets away till late. I think the Jets keep it within 10 throughout the entire game. And you know what? It's a respectable, strong performance from Salah and the crew in week one on a new campaign. And I mean, don't have expectations for this team to be a playoff team this year because they're not close to that. But if you have reasonable expectations, if you want to see growth, if you want to see guys potentially take that step and become stars like Quinn and Williams, then this is going to be the team for you. This is going to be the type of game that you're going to enjoy because you will be able to watch those aspects of the game and be very happy with what you're watching. The outcome of the game overall, eh, I don't think it's going to go too well for the Jets today. But maybe that's just a pessimistic Jeff fan in me. I've been beaten down into this. I mean, we all know how it is, but hey, it's the start of a new year. Let's be happy. Let's enjoy it. It's a new era, people. Let's shake it out. Shake it out. Get rid of all that disgusting Adam Gase off of yourself and enjoy watching a Robert Sala coach football team today led by Zach Wilson, your quarterback of the future. Enjoy, Jeff fans. I will catch you after the game right here on Time to Jets. Of course, located on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. You can hit me up during the game, after the game with your thoughts at Zoobeard77 on the Twitter. Enjoy. Have a great day. I'll talk to y'all later on. Eat some wings for me. Peace.